Welcome to the Wealth Equation Podcast with me, Wealth Ninja, Kristen Watch. If you want to be wealthy, but money feels like physics and the thought of making a budget makes you want to die, stick around. Here, we break it all down super simply. We demystify wealth so you run your money instead of your money running you. We're here to ditch the hustle, earn more, hold more, and grow more simply. We're coming in hot with practical teachings, deep mindset shifts, and the perfect amount of woo-woo so that you become the kind of woman who creates wealth with ease. Money is a dance party if you let it be. You were born for wealth, and by pressing play, your up-level begins. Hello, beauties. I have a very special episode for you today. I recently ran a training, a three-day live training called Blockbuster Money Moves. And I went deep on a lot of the principles that it takes that are required to really grow your income in a substantial way without working more hours. In fact, when you do it correctly, when you do it right, you get to grow your business and grow your income working fewer hours. And so I'm sharing in this episode Day one, which is an hour long masterclass of some of the biggest strategic mistakes that people make when they try to grow their income. And it really holds you back from being able to scale to the level that you want to. So this is day one. Now, if you guys listen to this episode and you want your hands on day two and three, you can DM me on Instagram. I'm kristenwanch.xox and I will send you, I'll have my team send you days two and day three. But here for your listening pleasure is day one of the masterclass, Blockbuster Money Moves. Enjoy. And so the problem that we often run into is when we're when we're trying to grow our businesses, there are a few reasons why women find that they're not making the money they want without having to sacrifice their health or their relationships or you know, their time in the process. And that's not because there's anything wrong with your industry or anything wrong with you or your area of expertise. It simply is that your business structure is not supportive of that. Your business structure is really broken. So we're going to break all of this down. I'm going to show you exactly how to, to really be creating at the level you want without having to work harder for it. You're going to have a really clear path to making more money with more ease. Everything I'm about to share with you is literally what has worked for all of my most successful clients in my high-level mastermind to really get the most incredible results for themselves. Like The things that they have put into place have allowed them to literally collectively create millions of dollars through this work. So this will get you hundreds of hours of your time back. This isn't just about you know what you do in this day or this week or this year. It's like collectively the compound effect of saving all of this time and creating more and more value is worth so much for you guys. You know, we've been really taught to relate to money in a way that doesn't serve us. Like we've been taught to relate to money in a way that is, it's really, really hard. And the way that we use money is like just completely broken. You know, you guys, you being wealthy is good for the world and not just making money, but being really powerful stewardesses of money. And that is like what I truly believe, like the next evolution of are, you know, re- really rewiring these generational patterns around money is not just about us being able to earn more, although that's really important. And that's what we're going to dive into today, but it's about us being able to grow generational wealth, which comes from you putting it in the right places, you being confident to hold it, you knowing that you deserve to be the, be the woman that's like grows money for her daughter and her daughter's daughters. 
and doesn't have to work harder and harder and harder for it. And so part of this is knowing like money isn't good or bad. It's just a tool, right? It's like air. It's such a valuable resource for us, right? Air is really valuable if you want to breathe. And so money in my world really gets to be fun and it's playful and it's exciting. Although that's not what we've been taught. And so we want to really create a different way. Money isn't the end game. And this is one thing that's really important for us to talk about as women is like women very rarely get turned on by numbers, right? Money is not the end goal. It's about what you're going to use the money for. It's about creating the life of your dreams and having the resources to do that and creating those resources in a way that also allows you to live your dream life along the way. Like it's not the destination. It's not like I'm going to exhaust myself until I'm 80 and then I'm going to be able to live life. No. So there are four different levels of creation. You can, you can think about doing things like just changing your actions, right? This is like behavior change. This is changing your habits or routine or like the strategy. So we're going to, everyone loves the strategy. So we're going to talk about that today, but there are other ways to actually create change in your life. And that's the second way is your thoughts, like changing your thoughts about things. And the third is you're changing your beliefs. So what you believe to be true, like these are both mindset things. But then there's a fourth way, which is so much deeper than everything else. And that's your identity, right? This is the reason that if you're a non-smoker, you don't have to wake up every day and convince yourself not to smoke. You just don't because you believe yourself to be a non-smoker. And so we can, when we can actually shift at, when we can actually shift our thoughts or beliefs or our identity, it it's so much easier because we don't have to try so hard with the strategy or the actions. Most people want to talk strategy and, and like, that's, you know, they think that if they have the right strategy, everything else will fall into place. So today we're going to walk through the most common strategic errors when it comes to scaling your business and where they come from. And so the first is your business is just too freaking complicated. <laughs> like, too complicated. You have too many offers. You have way too many services or products. And this is literally, I can't tell you, I've worked with literally hundreds of clients at this point and hundreds of clients. And this is the single biggest mistake that prevents entrepreneurs from being able to truly scale. It's too many things happening and their business is too complicated. And often they think it's, it, they think that it's a problem of like, things are just really hard when really they actually don't have a sustainable, like they they don't have a way of actually growing sustainably. There's too many things to execute with the resources that they have. And so they've set themselves something that is actually impossible and not realizing. So the problem, like, I think a lot of the reason this happens is because people look at seven and eight figure entrepreneurs and they're like, oh, they have a lot of offers. And so I should too. And maybe you're making, you know, multiple six figures and you're like, this is how I get there. And it's actually, that's like believing that making more money comes from doing more is the, the biggest thing that will hold a lot of people back. So it's like more offers or a membership or a new program or, you know, many different packages or different ways to work with you. You're like, if I just have more of them, I'll get more clients. And actually the opposite is true. So when you know if this is present for you, if you have more than two offerings, and I know as I say that, you guys are going to freak out and be like, no, 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 but I need them all. I need them all. There are many different ways to work with you. Or maybe if you run a product-based business, like you have like 30 different products you're selling, right? And often 
we justify this to ourselves by saying like, I'm really good at it. Or, you know, I don't like, I really love doing this thing, right? Like I don't even spend any time marketing it. Trust me. Or that like people just come to me for it. You really love doing these things or you think like they're all really great opportunities. And so when this happens, it's like the to-do list actually never ends. Or maybe you're saying yes to every client, right? How many of you guys know that you've said yes to clients, like demanding ones or clients that push your boundaries or clients that don't pay on time? You know right now that you probably have some clients who are not a great fit for what you do. Not that they're not great people, but they're not your ideal clients. They're not the ones that get the best results from you that you're the most excited to serve and work with. Or, you know, maybe you're just taking on projects that are a total time suck, right? I have lots of clients that work in the film industry. And so this is a really common one. Like a lot of projects that you might take on, like demand so much of your time and don't reward you in the way other projects do. So just getting really, really clear on this. And this doesn't actually work because every offer is its own business. When one of my mentors said this to me, it like blew my mind. It requires most of the time, it requires completely different marketing, different cash flow projections, different line items in your financial statements, right? <laughs> Hopefully you're looking at those. But it's, and often it's a totally different type of client. The type of client that's buying your $20,000 project is not the same one that's downloading your, you know, $7 PDF, right? <laughs> and so, or joining your $10 membership. Like it's just a totally different thing. And often why this doesn't work, the biggest thing is like we can we confuse clients without even realizing it. And so you are saying like, and this shows up in the most subtle ways, right? We don't even realize that at every networking event we go to, we only have an opportunity to say one thing. When we meet someone at a co-working space or in a cafe, we talk to them about the work that we do. And we can't say 12 different things. Or your Aunt Sally, she thinks you do one single thing, Right. Or every time you show up on Instagram stories, it's really important to get really clear on what you want to focus on because your energy is going to be diluted in all those different directions. And one thing you really want to think about is that when you're saying yes to good money, you're saying no to great money. Everything is a trade-off. And we don't often realize that. Or like this client is like, you know, willing to pay me X amount and it's work that I'm, you know, really good at. But when you're saying yes to the money that isn't aligned, or when you're saying yes to doing too many things, you are saying yes to short-term money and you're sacrificing the long-term growth of your business. I remember this was a couple years ago now, actually, I had the opportunity to work on a contract and it was a big value contract. You know, at the time it was multi-five figures. It was almost six figures. And I had to decide whether I was going to say yes or no to it. And it was doing work that was very aligned for me that I was really good at. That was similar to what I'd already been doing, but it was not my core offer. My women's money mastery program at the time was the only thing I was, was working on. And I had to make the decision at a time when this was when we only did three launches a year for the business. And so it was like literally four months away before our next launch, our program. And so for, think about four months away of our next like influx of cash in the business and I had to say, make a decision on that contract without having any certainty about what, what was coming for the rest of the year. I think this was in January. And what I realized when I was making that call was 
If I were to say yes to that, the reason that I would have been saying yes, the space that that would have been coming from was I didn't trust myself to make the same money or more with my core program, right? It was like, felt like easy money coming in on this other thing that I was good at, but I didn't trust myself. It would have taken me in a different direction. I would have had to, I didn't have to market it, right? But I still had to deliver it and create a lot of content around it. And so I made the call to say no, guys. And that was hard. That was hard. This was a couple of years ago. And it was like, I remember thinking like, this is a bit of a trust fall and it's not even a trust fall. You just have to be confident that the decisions you make right now that might sacrifice like what's available in the present is going to get you to where you want to be long-term. And what ended up happening was four months later when we launched, it was our biggest launch of the business ever. And I would have never had the capacity to really create that had I been distracted with this other thing that felt good in the short term because it was a chunk of money, but it would have actually hindered the business long-term. And so I want you guys thinking about that. What actually works is really focusing on the highest value thing you can deliver always and really become exceptional at that one thing. Like I want you guys to become known for that. When you think about like every single hour you spend focused in the same direction. Like imagine if you just spent the next three months doing the exact same thing, like posting every post you made, every email, every conversation at a networking event, every person you met at a cafe, you were just saying the same thing over and over to them again about your area of expertise, about your magic, about the thing that you do in the world, right? You don't realize that some of these people, it takes them months months to be able to trust you, to be hearing the same thing, to, you know, talk to you in, you know, in your community or in your neighborhood seven different times. And you're saying the same thing over and over before they're like, oh, she is the girl who does this. She is the woman that's an expert in this. Oh, I have a friend that like definitely needs that. And so like you need people to trust you to be willing to buy. And when you have three different things, your growth is also like three times slower because we don't have infinite amounts of hours in the day. So that's just the nature of it, right? We think that lots of things don't take us a lot of time, but everything takes time to build, right? It's like things to do something really well requires a commitment and an amount of energy to really like accelerate it, right? And so being willing to say no to money is one of the best ways to actually get you there. So what happens when, when you do all of this is like your results actually happen more quickly, which is exactly what we want, right? And you do less marketing because more people are actually coming to you. Because again, listen, like you're in their mind instead of like you're, you're, you're in their mind already instead of like you're trying to convince someone to like think of you, right? So they're coming to you because they're thinking about you more and more. And think about like the people, people that have been following, there are people that have been following me for like three years. And then it's like the time it's like, now is the time. And they just pop up out of nowhere. And I have no idea that they've been following on social media for that long because you never, they never like anything. They never comment, you know? And so just really understanding that and like trusting that that consistency is really what gets you that compound results. It's like you get more referrals, right? Cause your client's like more of them are thinking about you over time. And that's what actually makes things easier. And when you have like a really uncomplicated business, it's so much easier. Like when you have a simple business, it's so much easier to make decisions. 
right? You're not trying to compute a hundred different things, trying to market to a hundred different people. It's way easier to delegate too. This is huge. You have fewer things happening in the business. And so things are more streamlined. It's really hard. And for anyone that has a team or an assistant, like you probably know this, it's hard to hand off something that you're just making up, right? The first time you do something, it's hard to hand it off because you have to figure out what works. The easiest way to delegate something is when you've done something like a couple of times and you're like, okay, someone else can take this over. Like it's good, but you can't do that when you're always like reinventing the wheel. So your team actually like learns what to do. My team now can like literally think like me, like they make decisions like me. They like, they, they know how things work in the business so well that like they, they actually can do so much without me having to like delegate or tell them what to do. And your clients are happier, right? Which means you end up getting more referrals. I think one of the things that blocks women or people in general from, from really implementing this is the, the belief that like they think it's going to be hard. They think it's going to be hard or they're going to get bored. <laughs> they're going to get bored. And let me tell you, like when you're, all of your clients are getting great results, you feel like you're an expert at what you do and your business is growing at a clip like you've never seen before. Nothing about that is boring. <laughs> Nothing about that. When your impact is growing and you have more time to spend with your family, you are not bored. <laughs> you just aren't. It's really fun. Like the better we get at delivering client results, like the better, like the easier every round becomes, the more fun it is for us. The more fun it is for me and my team, because we can, you know, dream up fun ideas, right? We can, you know, get creative in other ways because we're not trying to figure out all of the things that we've already, you know, solved, all the problems we've already solved for. And there was one client I, you know, I worked with, and I just remember her coming in and she had spent a number of years in her business, really talented branding photographer, spent a number of years in her business, like really just at a plateau and feeling like even though she was an expert, she'd been doing it for a long time, didn't really know why she wasn't growing any, like any higher. Right. And one of the things we did was we got crystal clear on exactly the types of clients she wanted to work with. Like instead of working with everybody, working with only the ones that were, she was great at delivering to that wanted to pay her top dollar doing what she was already doing. And we're really appreciative and grateful and like gave her more energy because they were such dream clients to work with and saying no to everyone else. She ended up doubling her rates, which she could do because she was so clear on who she was serving and that the value was there. It wasn't just like randomly doubling my rates. She was already delivering at that level. And what happened was she ended up every single networking event. That was a, a big way that she would meet new clients. Every single networking event she would go to she would say the same thing. And she would say it so powerfully and confidently that like people were dying to work with her because she was so articulate about what she was doing that we're, people were like putting their hand up, like, where do I sign? And so four months later, she had quadrupled her business and she did that. She had the best month in business she had had in 10 years. She did that the same month she took vacation. She stopped working nights and weekends and she just started believing one of the things she said to me was like, my clients, like my best clients will wait for me. I don't have to answer an email at night to, for, for clients to be happy. And so having those clear boundaries was one thing that allowed her to create those results while actually taking way more time with her family. And that was so important to her. She had two young kids at the time. So this stuff is really valuable for you. 
for all of us to really get clear on. And the, so the second mistake that I find a lot of people make are doing too many low value things. Now, we all are guilty of this. Right? There's a lot of shit that needs to get done in a business, right? There's a lot of stuff. And so what often happens is we're doing too many of the wrong things and not enough of the right things. And so when we're used to, when you're used to creating results through a lot of action, you think that more action equals more money. And so what usually happens, I find, is that you're not spending enough time on sales and marketing. And how you know if this is happening for you is if growth feels really hard. If growth feels really hard and what we what we end up doing from this place is like we try to like, like one of my, uh, one of my coaches once said to me, hustle is the product of trying to outwork your doubts. So we try to like hustle our way out of it to like grow the business, but that's actually, that's actually not going to solve the problem. It's actually shifting the things that you are working on. So if you start your day with emails, nah, that's not the highest value place to start. Right. But it's an easy place because it gives us a dopamine hit. If your to-do list is a mile long or you, you know, you put things on the to-do list and this is why to-do lists are, you know, completely broken is because we put things on the to-do list that we think of first, not the highest priority things. It's just what happens to pop into our head. And so most people I would say, like, just aren't clear on their revenue drivers. Like what is actually generating income for the business? And so what happens is that busy work creeps in. So we probably, like you guys might be spending a lot of time on things that aren't actually generating revenue, answering emails or scrolling social media or creating content. Creating content actually doesn't create clients. If you're spending more time behind a computer than actually talking to people, that's, that is one of your biggest bottlenecks. Or maybe you do have like an assistant or a team and you're not allowing them to take responsibility, to take ownership of things. So you're like, <laughs> put up your hand just visually if you if you have said to yourself like it's easier for me to do it myself and you probably say that to yourself like a hundred times a week it's easier for me to do it and in, in the beginning it is but you say that enough times and you don't allow other people to take ownership you end up really really holding back your business because you have you you were the bottleneck for everything and so if there are lots of important things that have been on your to-do list for a while, but consistently you're not getting them done and you're not reaching out to past clients for them to renew or your follow-up game sucks, right? If you've had like calls with people or people have inquired and you're actually not following up with them or you avoid renewal conversations with your current clients, you think maybe you're sending them too many emails. You just probably aren't spending enough time selling. And so the reason that all of this happens often, guys, is like we avoid discomfort. So if we're not clear on the highest priority items in the business, and like when I say highest priority, it's income generators or really delivering exceptional service to your clients. If like outside of, if we're not clear on what the highest priority stuff is, we're always going to default to what feels comfortable. And let me tell you, what feels comfortable is not usually the highest income generators for you. Not all tasks are equal all the time. Like think about five hours that you spend on social media or, you know, humming about the new branding or new graphics that the designer just sent you or replying to emails or engaging in Facebook groups. Like that's not five hours that you spent pitching 
or assessing your current client's results or building connections, like really high value connections, like big partnerships or, you know, going to events with all of your dream clients and saying specifically and really clearly what you do, like making offers or maybe speaking at an event, like getting on a TEDx stage or speaking at an event where like hundreds of people are watching you, right? Those things feel scary. They're not the same as answering, spending an hour answering emails. And so one thing that I have actually talked a lot about recently, I, I put out a podcast. If you guys aren't listening to the podcast yet, the wealth equation, you've got to get in there. But the difference between 10X and 10% moves. So like what's going to grow your business 10% is not the same as what's going to grow your business 10X. And if you think about a 10% growth, imagine what you're making right now, 10% of that, you know how to get there. Like you can reasonably say, if I do more of this, it's like more of what you're already doing, right? You can easily see the how. So it feels comfortable. Well, 10% growth is not the same as 10X because 10% growth, sorry, 10X growth doesn't happen necessarily in the next couple of months or weeks, right? 10X growth might not even happen in a year. It's bold. It comes, it's a completely different solar system. Often what, when I think about this, 10% growth is like more work. It's more of what you're already doing, but 10 X growth requires more courage. It's pitching for the Ted talk. It's going after the biggest partnership you've ever had. It's getting on a podcast that when you think about it, it makes your stomach turn. Right? So think about like what would be required and where is your current bottleneck when you think about your business? One of the reasons that people don't think in the space of 10X is because 10% growth is actually working, right? It's still growth and it's really comfortable. This is why most people never make 10X moves. I have one client, she's actually, I believe she's on the call. She, you know, started working with me and her, like her story just, you know, it's just so powerful and such a great example of making 10X moves. She was working with coach after coach before I met her, like many, many coaches. So invest in her own development. She was like, I'm all in, you know, I really want to grow my business and had a really long plateau of, you know, hit, hit a ceiling and couldn't move beyond that. And she spent years, like two years making really consistent content, like very valuable content for her potential clients, like her followers. She is a dietitian and like an expert at what she does. And so the stuff that she's putting out was like really, really good stuff. She really knows her shit. And, you know, I've said this before, but creating content doesn't get you clients, right? And we think that it does, which is why it feels comfortable. It feels productive. And so one of the things that she was willing to do was, you know, even though she had been in business for years, she was willing to go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, why is my stuff not converting? (laughs) Like, where is the gap? And she actually was willing to sit down with a number of her potential clients and be like, you know, why aren't you buying (laughs) right? Like I'm putting out all of this amazing stuff and that kind of research, that kind of, those kinds of conversations, many people would be like, oh, that's something you do early on. It's like, no, that's something you have to be willing to do. You get to be willing to do to, to close a gap in the business. And so she found, you know, a specific subset of the things that she was doing for clients and the ways that she was serving them that actually was like really punchy for them, that people were like putting their hand up, like, where do I sign up? I love this. Like, I need you. I've been struggling with this for years. Like, you know, she started sharing more of the stories of transformations of her clients, which gave people possibility. And one of the big things she started doing was reaching out for news features. 
And let me tell you, a news feature is not a 10% move, right? It's um, much easier to sit behind Instagram stories and find trending audios, right? So reaching out for news features, well, before she knew it, she's getting floods of sales calls. I feel like every time I talk to her, she's like jumping onto another sales call. And most of those sales calls turn into clients because people just really love her work. And so she recently, the last couple months, she 5X what she had been making before. And the last three months for her have been the best months in business of her entire business. And that's only the beginning. So those results compound, right? So those like that's what's possible when you think in the space of 10X. So thinking like every, like at least 80% of your revenue should be, or sorry, of your, um, of your time should be spent on revenue generating stuff. So really getting clear on what those are, you know, what are those, the things that you need to do every day and every week to actually generate revenue in your business and then prioritizing them, having a structure in place so that you're executing those first, that you're doing those first. So that they're not the things that fall down the wayside at 5 p.m. on a 3 p.m. on a Friday. And you're like, oh my God, I didn't get to that one more week. And the result when you, when you actually master this, when you start implementing this is like, you get to do fewer things. You're often like you're making more money, but you're more uncomfortable more of the time, right? You know, when Sarah reached out for those news features, it doesn't feel comfortable for her, I bet. It feels a little bit, you know, like a bit of an edge to be on the news in front of, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of people. And so this is possible for so many people. This is, you know, think about the ways that you will implement this for your business. One of my other clients, talented UX designer, and she, when she started working with me, she, we've really worked on negotiation principles. That's one of the things that I teach. And so she ended up increasing her income by 30% through just being a better negotiator and just really speaking to what her clients were needing. And then looking at her options for what's next. Well, do I negotiate a new, you know, a new rate or hire more contractors or get more clients? And one of the things that became really clear is like the easiest thing was not hiring or getting more clients or even, you know, having more contractors work for her. It was actually just having an uncomfortable conversation with some of her current clients. And what ended up coming out of it, <laughs> it's fascinating, right? We avoid uncomfortable conversations. We make up all these reasons why we didn't get time for it this week. I do this too sometimes, right? It's why coaching is so valuable. It's why I always coach because we buy our own bullshit. <laughs> We're constantly believing the crazy things our mind is telling us. So, you know, we coached her around why she had been avoiding this for a couple of weeks. And on the other side of that conversation, it was like literally two conversations. She was able to invoice for more hours, even though she didn't add any hours to her plate just by restructuring the contract. And she was making 75% more, like just like that. So like happy to have had the conversation, right? And now she's looking at like, what's the scalable piece of her business? And so that's the third thing. The third mistake that people make is tying your revenue to the number of hours that you have to put in. Having your revenue tied to your, the number of hours is one of the biggest strategic differences between six figures and multi six figures. So it's actually like you can get to six figures by, by having an hourly rate, right? You can actually get further than that. But I, this is where I see most people max out at this. It's like you are the bottleneck. And so I know it kind of sounds silly, but like you don't want to be the most important part of your business, right? When, like, when you start out, it's really valuable for you to be really important, right? But then you realize, like, if your income is attached to the hours you work, 
you don't want to have to work like you, you're limited, right? You're limited by your hours if you're constantly trading hours for dollars. And so what you really want is for your business to be the most valuable part of your business, not you. And, you know, you, you know, if this is you, when you think about this and you do a lot of one-on-one work, or if you have to deliver, like if you have to deliver more to more people to, and you put in, you put in way more time for every dollar that you make. Or if you think like, think about doubling your business, if you'd have to like double close, like close to double your hours, or you like, you know, that something in your business would break. And what happens when we, like, when we are in this place of like our hourly rate or like our, like it's one-on-one work that we're doing, or we have to work more hours. (laughs) So we try to get more clients or we try to even raise our rates and it doesn't necessarily solve the problem. So when you think about this, I want you to think about it you want to have a business, not just a high paying job. And there's a big difference between that. If you're constrained, like if your hours are always the constraint in your business, like you can't invent more hours in the day. And so yes, 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 yes. For all of you guys, like yes to raising your rates. But if you're even a high rate, even if you're charging a thousand or 2000 or $5,000 an hour, like you can really only raise your rates so much, right? When you're priced by the hour, this only works like the hourly rate thing really only gets you, like I said, that hundred K it kind of breaks after that. And so thinking about like, you don't want to be the bottleneck. You want your business to be able to grow without you adding more hours. I remember going to Bali and I, I this is when I was running my co-working space and I went to Bali for three weeks and everything fell apart. <laughs> like everything fell apart because so much of the business was dependent on me. I had really set myself up to feel important. Like there was a certain amount of me that felt, and I didn't realize this until after, but I felt important because everyone had to come to me for things or because I was the only one that could, you know, had the information to make a decision about something. And so what really is it required in all of this is like, you have to be comfortable not being important. There is nothing now that brings me greater joy than one of my assistants being able to do stuff without me. I'm like, you're amazing. Like, I would love for you to like, to own this, to be a master of this. I love when I don't even know how to do things. I'm like, I don't want to be involved. It feels so good, but it takes, cause like, I don't want to feel important. And that's like a, a mindset shift that we get to make, right. That, that really will open up so much for you. You want, and what you really want, you need two things to really be able to, to grow your business without like being attached to your hours. You need scalable income and you need scalable systems. So you're not charging by the hour or one-on-one work. You're billing like maybe by the project or you're pricing based on value, which is what we're going to talk about tomorrow. And I want you, when you guys think about this, some of you guys might be doing one-on-one work and you're like, I charge by the hour. I have a lot of like a full roster of one-on-one clients. You're like, it's going to take months to fix this, or I have to burn my whole business down. And that's not the case at all. This is like, can be a very easy fix. I've seen women solve this, you know, this bottleneck in a single session. I've seen women start the day with like a really messy, messy business, complicated business and finish the day with really, like really streamlined path to, to growth. And so this is like, it's not more complicated than it needs to be. And The other thing is like having scalable systems. So anything that's done repeatedly in your business, anything like scalable systems doesn't mean you have to have like Amazon, you're not Jeff Bezos or, you know, Elon Musk. It's just like anything that's done repeatedly in your business is done either by a team member or a piece of software, right? 
you guys can probably think of a hundred things in your business that would fall in this category. Payments, you know, invoices, maybe onboarding emails. You know, I'm not spending time creating drafts of like the same thing we send out again and again, or repurposing content or even editing videos. So thinking, I think about this too, with like with my women's money mastery program, we do really powerful coaching calls every single week with clients, but the, the core content there's videos, there's like dozens of videos that they get to watch that takes them through the formula because that formula applies to everyone, right? Same investing principles, the same, you know, pricing strategies that I'm not reteaching that over and over again. And so what that means is that there's a whole bunch of value in the program that is outside of my current hours. And I get to spend time coaching them, not to teach them the content, but to tell them, you know, show them how it applies to their business, to answer, to unblock challenges about like, how, how does this apply to me and how can I implement this? And I'm running into this specific strategy thing. And so it makes the program more valuable for them because if I had to spend all those hours teaching the same things, we wouldn't get to the depth of, you know, transformation and then the depth of the strategy that we do now on the calls. So that's one example. I don't want you to think like the process around like systems also, or, you know, creating scalable systems has to be this like big beast either. It's not daunting at all. You know, I think about like, we've never, I don't think in my business, I've ever once made a process document for anything. We literally, all I do is every time I do something, I record a loom. So I screen record me doing it. That's it. And then someone else can watch that. So I do the same thing, you know, say creating a subscription in Stripe. I do the thing that I'm doing and I narrate it as I'm doing it. And then it's done. And then I can hand that off to somebody else and I don't have to even train them on it. So all of this stuff actually, or like every template, like you probably have a million emails that you've sent that you probably sent a similar one to many different clients, right? Well, you already have those written. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel for this. So having systems that take some of the burden off you is really powerful. And what happens when you do this is like, there's so much getting done without you doing it. You're only working on the highest value tasks, whether that's like building relationships or delivering or like thought leadership. And when you, so when you have scalable income, you actually spend less of your time growing the business because you have leverage, right? Like the heavy lifting is done by like the systems or, you know, an assistant, which is how you can earn more without working more. There are so many ways that you can implement this and, and what this could look like for you. But creating like creating this kind of growth without sacrifice is so possible. So the fourth, the fourth mistake that I see so many people make is, and this is something even I've been guilty of, is like choosing to do new things over optimizing old things. So, you know, think about when something doesn't work, maybe you jump to something new in your business. Who has had that experience before, right? Or maybe you try a new strategy. It's like your first time at TikTok or you create a new type of package and nobody bought it. And you think that like either the, the thing isn't working or you're like, oh, it's going to be more fun to do this new thing. And what the reason that we run into this, I think, is because we don't want to spend time figuring out why. It's a lot more uncomfortable, right? Like we don't evaluate what's working, what's not. And what happens when, when we do that or when we don't do that, I guess, is like we don't we don't actually become more effective over time because we're not learning the why. I think one of the reasons is like we make failure or like our results not lining up mean that there's a problem or there's something wrong with the business. Instead of just believing like, you can think of it like that thing didn't work 
Or you can think about it like that thing just didn't work the way I thought it was going to work <laughs> initially. Like our, our expectations of reality are so much like they're so unrealistic. Our expectations are, and I do this, we set like huge goals for the business. Like there are oftentimes when we think like our results are going to come more quickly or it's going to be way easier. And it can often be, like I said, way more fun to jump to something new. And so it can be very uncomfortable to do the work, a lot more uncomfortable to like move toward the thing that you feel like you failed at, or the thing you feel like you don't have nailed yet and understand why. I really want to share this example of this because I became like over the last number of months, a fan of focusing your business. Like this is one of the principles that I've used to grow our business and my partner. So we were in Vegas a couple of weeks ago and he, you know, he was a person that helped scale a business to 40 million over just three years. And so like their business saw an insane amount of growth, which was like really impressive. And, you know, just thinking about one of the reasons that they were able to do that and sort of reflecting on some of the things that they put into place and, you know, not everyone gets results like that. And one of the things they did that created that was they ran the exact same challenge. They had a great product, ran the exact same challenge every six weeks for three years. So they become so good at that, that they were getting clients to like, like throw tons of money at them because they were so good at delivering amazing value, at communicating that value in a way that people like compelled people to take action. And their business grew like an incredible amount. And what I realized that was like, I was actually underestimating the value of optimizing things, right? Like by being like becoming a real master of your craft and like mastering when you build, like when you build mastery of optimization and like becoming really, really good at that thing that you do, like that's the reason you can scale so quickly. And so this might be really getting in your way. When you think about like, how this might be presenting for you, right? Like, did you have a speaking gig where you've got one client out of it and you thought it was going to be 10 or you sold an event and you're like, I'm expecting 40 people and I only sold seven. Well, events aren't a thing, right? Or you never do assessments of your fails and wins, right? What's working? What's not? Why? If you often try things only once, it feels way more fun to try new stuff. And so one of the reasons, like our expectations of results are often just too high initially because we if, if it's the first time you've done something you don't know how long it's going to take the number your goal you just made up like you pulled that number out of thin air so the best results really come from mastery it's like the difference between throwing spaghetti at a wall and like sniper like precision like thinking of like think about an arrow so you tell yourself often it's not working instead of trying to figure out why and what will. And when you do that, when we do that, we never actually get to the root of the issue. We continue. If you think about like you had, you host an event and nobody signed up and you think like events aren't a thing. So you're like, I'm going to try TikTok or like try something new. It's like that maybe the reason that no one signed up is because you weren't communicating what you do clearly enough. And that's going to show up when you post on TikTok or when you're at a networking event, right? And so really what you want to be doing is doing things consistently enough until you feel like you could do it in your sleep, until you feel like you're a master of it. And having an evaluation process to uncover the why, why something works, why something doesn't, so that you're really improving your strategy based on numbers and data and actual results instead of your feelings. 
right? I feel like that didn't go very well, or I feel like that did. And it's really important having support to like troubleshoot these things and stay on track. One of my clients, I remember she was launching a new program, super talented dancer, teaching women how to like embody them, like their own authenticity and through dance. And she had a goal of 15 in her first launch. And she hit, I think it was like seven or something. And so in the past, she would have, before I started coaching with her, she would have tried to jump to something different. Like, oh, that strategy didn't work. You know, I need a Facebook group or I need to run a free challenge. I need to like do a whole month more content. It's like, no, like I coached on it. And rather than do all those things, let's figure out why they're not buying. And so the next launch, she actually ended up just running the same thing over, like over again, had a goal of 15 and she had 13 sign up and we were coaching them. Like, what am I missing? And we were thinking like, what is the reason that people wouldn't want to buy, wouldn't want to sign up for a dance program? Well, when I think about it, it's like, I watch her and I'm like, you're good at it. You're so good. I could never do that. Right. And so it's like, I'm not going to be able to get the results she does. And so she just, she put out a couple lives addressing that problem and she had two more clients sign, right? And she never would have landed those results, had a sold out launch. She had done something different or not gone deep enough on that problem. The answer isn't always obvious. It usually isn't, right? So when you do all this, your results just become so much more reliable. You are so much more consistent. You end up getting bigger wins, right? Bigger and bigger wins because your results compound. And that's so, so fun. And people, when you build mastery of something, people want to pay you a lot of money, like a lot of money for your craft. Like that's how people get well paid is because they're experts at it. And everyone here, you are an expert at the thing you're doing. You're just maybe not allowing yourself to go deep enough for a long amount of time. So building really confidence from that place. This work is so powerful. And even if you implement one thing from it, it will completely change your life and your money and your business. And that is what we're here for. I love you guys. Ciao. Thank you to everyone tuning in. It is always a vibe to be with you here every week. If you're digging the pod and you want to go deeper on mastering your money and growing your wealth, I invite you to book in a free wealth audit with me. You can find the link for that in the show notes. We'll spend some time diving into where you're at with money, where you want to be, and I'll give you a full breakdown of exactly how to get there. Give yourself the gift of doing that now. You can have more ease and clarity with money now. And let's be honest, you deserve it. I love you. And remember, you were born for wealth.